Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Wanna go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. The only thing better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. Oh. <laughs> And welcome to the Fourth Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 187 of the Big Show, some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? Another Wednesday, hump day Wednesday. We're into March, folks. Winter is, we can see the light at the end of the tunnel here in Saskatchewan. Maybe. We'll see, hopefully. But the good thing is, I'm not in Saskatchewan right now. You're listening to... I'm still in Las Vegas. That's right. Is he ever coming home? Yes, still on vacation. But I I am recording this literally 10 hours before I get on a plane. And I'm doing this intro and getting it all ready. The, pow- the power of scheduling, folks. Can, uh, I'm going to load these up for you guys so you didn't... So see, if I didn't tell you, you wouldn't think I was gone. I didn't want to leave you guys hanging. But I got a really cool guest for you guys today. Uh, it is... Back again for, I believe, his fourth time, uh, Steve from the website, and he's the uh, creator of WhenProbertWasKing.com. I highly recommend checking out that site. Steve's a great writer. He's done some great articles. And uh, I have him on today. It's a, This is a history lesson, folks. Come sit under the learning tree. I had a lot of fun talking to Steve. He is a fight historian and, uh, yeah, learned a whole bunch of new stuff today. And uh, it was a lot of fun. Plus... Uh, most importantly, uh, well, this is how much he cares about fight history and the collection of it. Um, he is the, the one that started up the GoFundMe to recreate the Drop the Gloves website. And of course, um, it's going to be called the Fight Chronicles. And, uh, he started to GoFundMe, raised thousands of dollars and to get it going and him and a developer have it rolling. And, uh, it's in its early infants, early stages. And, uh, it's going to be, uh, I'm really looking forward to getting that back up online. And, uh, I mean, it's going to be, it's a labor of love. I mean, it's not going to be, oh, as soon as you upload it, it's going to be like drop your gloves. Never left. Like, no, there's drop, people forget drop your gloves was about 10, 15 years old. So yeah, when you go to it, that was a, that was 
a decade worth of information that had been compiled onto that website. It didn't just appear like that. So this one's going to be, you know, um, uh, but they are going to, I think they're going to hit the ground running though. They got a lot of NHL content already with the fight cards and, uh, you know, and then, uh, like I said, folks, the stuff just doesn't fall out. It doesn't grow on trees. People have to upload it and do the research and everything else. And there's a bunch of guys I think that are involved that are going to help Steve out with that. And, uh, and it's just tremendous. And those guys as fight fans, um, and this isn't being dramatic. This is true. We owe those guys a debt of gratitude and Steve for getting this all up. I mean, we all pine in all these webs on all the fight groups, bitch and bitch and complain that drop your gloves is gone. And, but nobody did anything about it except for Steve. And he took it upon himself to start this collection and get it going. And he's run around and set up, you know, we talked to a lot of computer guys and like Steve admittedly said, he's not a computer guy. So this was like, he had to learn a lot and start from scratch and, you know, at learned, cause I mean, you can ask guys, but you gotta know what you're asking too, right? And, uh, no, so Steve, and I mean, you know, the guy's got a family and a job and everything else. So it's not like this is a full time, you know, he has 24 hours, you know, 24 seven to give to this. So, um, yeah, as all of us listening as fight fans, we definitely owe Steve huge for this. And when it's back up online, um, I hope you guys listening out there, um, any, any way you could contribute to the site, I hope you, I hope people listening would do so, uh, whether it be with a fight card, what have you, whatever Steve's gonna probably ask, uh, it would be great for, to get some help. And, uh, I'm not sure what I could do, but I'm gonna try. I mean, you know, we, we all gave money to the site and stuff and that, in that sense, but yeah, in terms of, uh, maybe some data collection or what have you, um, absolutely. And I, I want to see this site grow and, get bigger and better than drop your gloves ever was. And, uh, and that's a tall order cause that was a great site and it's going to take a lot of time and effort. And, uh, I hope you guys, I hope everyone listening contributes cause we all love that site. And, uh, and we need a site like that up. And, uh, cause I know the other big site out there, um, they, they might talk a big game, but they don't give two shits and a holler about fight history. If it happened before 2010, they don't care. So, you know, and they, made it abundantly clear by erasing their message boards and two decades worth of history and knowledge that was there they just got rid of so they they might talk like they give a shit but they don't and uh so this is the site that's gonna it's gonna be run it's it was created by a fight fan it's gonna be run by a fight fan and uh I think it'll be, it'll be really great. So Steve is here on the show today to give everyone an update on how it's going. And then from there, we, of course, we now we got to get into some fight talk. And what Steve's doing in, you know, it's a kind of a, uh, two prong. Uh, one, obviously collecting data for the, for the site, but two, from a own, uh, history standpoint that he's into, uh, he has went back to the original beginnings of the NHL when it was still called the NHA. We're talking 1907, 1908. He's been gone back through and checked out the NHL box scores and cross-referenced that with newspapers.com and done a lot of research. And, uh, yeah, he's basically collecting fight cards from the original years of the NHL when it first started. You know what I mean? We're talking Sprague Cleghorn and Joe Hall and Red Horner and, and all these guys. And, uh, and he's up to about 1930 right now. So Eddie, right when Eddie Shore is starting off with the Bruins and, uh, with the, um, he hadn't got to the East Bailey incident yet, but, uh, but he talks about all that and he talks about some of the early, uh, kind of the bad men, as they were called back then in the newspaper, uh, the villains of the league. And, uh, and, and from a history standpoint, it's tremendous. And, uh, yeah, Steve tells some stories about some of the original tough guys. And like I said, uh, 
You don't have Ryan Reeves. You don't have Bob Probert. You don't have Terry O'Reilly without Joe Hall and Sprague Cleghorn. And it's, uh, you know, and that's the, those are the original, the OGs, as we'll say, as the kids called the original gangsters back then. And, uh, so that was, I mean, I've heard some of the names before, and, but I've, I've never, you know, I've never done the deep dive like Steve did. And, uh, it was fascinating to listen to. I hope you guys really, really enjoy it and, uh, and learn something. Well, I know you'll learn something from it. <clears throat> and, um, no, I think it's just, a, it's a different look. It's, it's fight history. And that's what this site's about, is pres- or, and this podcast's about, is to bring, shed some light to the history of fighting and the guys that did it. And these are the originals. And, uh, I want to thank Steve for taking the time out to come and share his findings. And, uh, like I said, he was up to 1930. So I'll definitely, after he's done some more research, I'll have him on and we'll, we'll talk 30s to 50s maybe. And we can talk some Gordie Howe and stuff like that. So I think that'll be a lot of fun. But, uh, in the meantime, when Probert was king.com, definitely check out his site. He's done a great write-ups on, um, it was a Jay Miller one. I've had him on talking about that. Um, his top 25 of all time, which at one point included video as well from his YouTube channel, which unfortunately YouTube shut down for, whatever reason, who knows. So that kind of sucks. But the writing is there. And, I mean, all the fights can still be found on YouTube, but uh, from other channels. Because, you know, it's, you know, Probert versus whoever, right? So, I mean, it was kind of evergreen fights, but it was, it was, it's great to read the piece as well as have the video right there. But, um, yeah, great, right? Steve, I really enjoy Steve's writing. And I think if you guys go to the site and check it out, I think you guys will really like it. It's great reading and uh, absolutely check it out. But, uh well, guys, uh, well, I have to, obviously, I have to thank my sponsor, the Hockey Podcast Network. There's over 50 shows in the network. <clears throat> All the NHL teams are represented. So whatever team you're a fan of, there's a show for you. Of course, the, my two off-network boys, uh, well, off the Hockey Podcast Network, they're on their own network. Um, six-pack coverage, uh, Alec over at the Five for Fighting Podcast. <clears throat> Again, I'm sure by the time you're listening to this, he's obviously had episodes up. Again, I'm, this is, what's the date today? I know, you know, your schedule. Yeah, this is like the February 19th. So I have no idea what he's doing, uh, when I'm recording this. So, um, but, um, in the meantime, check out his new episodes, whatever they may be, but he's also got a great back catalog. Yablonski, Rob Ray, Bialois, Sean Pete, Jason Rushton, on and on. Tremendous. Um, also check out his YouTube channel. It's the five for fighting YouTube channel. All the East Coast League fights are up there and, uh, you gotta keep it down the down low. East Coast League doesn't like that sort of thing, but subscribe to his channel. Let's get him to a thousand subscribers. Cause once you're at a thousand subscribers, you can monetize your channel and you know, you can make a few bucks. So let's help out Alec and doing so. And, uh, also get rid of Lazito, Jolton, Broadway, Joe Lazito over at the Chronicles podcast. He's, from New York City, the city so nice they named it twice. Joe uh, is a New York Islander enforcer podcast. Fakoda, Matt Karkner, Bolton, Strudwig, Asham. He's had them all on. Joe does a tremendous job. Joe's been around the block a few more times. Joe was going around the block when it wasn't even a block. It was just, it was just one stoplight, and it was dirt. Uh, that's how long Joe's been around. Does a tremendous job. Give his show a listen. Uh, like I said, this is... Two weeks from now, so I don't know what Joe will have dropped. He'll have something out, though. But uh, definitely give it a listen. Anyway, guys, I'm going to cut all this short. Well, short. I went 10 minutes. But, uh, <clears throat> yes, because i got to go. I got to go pack, and i got to go get on an airplane. So I hope you guys enjoy this. Uh, the next time you listen to this, the Sunday coming up here, I will be back, back home in the basement, and uh, I will be regaling you, hopefully, with some Las, with some Las Vegas stories. And... Uh, and all that. So, um, yes. 
I'll be back on Sunday. In the meantime, check me out on social media, Fourth Line Voice on Twitter, as well as on Facebook, and the Fourth Line Voice YouTube channel. I have over 2,700 fights. Uh, all the leagues are represented. Whatever you're looking for, just type it into the search engine. OHL, NHL, AHL, boom, up they'll come. And, uh, yeah, subscribe to the channel. Check it out. Also, whatever platform you're listening to this show on, could you rate and review my show? It helps me out in the searches for people when they, you know, they listen to some show and then, you know, related content and my show would come up for them and that would help me out more listens. But, uh, and I know I always say this and everybody laughs at me, but I'm going to keep saying it because whatever could you, instead of don't, please do not stream my show. Well, I'm thankful that you're listening to my show. Thank you very much. I will say that. I'm not saying that, but if you could. Or I am saying that, but if, if you could download it, I would be much appreciated. I actually do get paid by the download. Streaming it, I do not get paid. Uh, and I'm coming back from Vegas. I will probably, <laughs> hopefully not, but I probably need the money. But no, if, uh, if you could download my episode, I would greatly appreciate that. Not only financially, but it helps me analytics wise. You can see kind of, you know, how the shows are doing and how they stack up and that type of thing. So I really appreciate that. I know I ask so much from you guys, but, uh, if you could help old Darren out, it would be greatly appreciated. But in the meantime, I'm going to get out of here. I got to go do some gambling. I got to go hit the sports book. Um, thank you very much, you guys, for tuning in. I hope you really enjoy this with Steve. It was like I said, it's a it's an old school mate for for uh, for us folks. If you're a fight historian, you'll you'll get a kick out of it, and hopefully, you guys learn something. And uh, yeah, I'll talk to everybody on Sunday. Thanks, guys. All right, here on the Fourth Line Voice, a returning guest. I think it's the is the third time or the fourth time. I think it's the third time. Might be the fourth. Is it? Fourth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah might be the fourth. Well, there we go. Well, it's it's Steve from when Probert was com. Steve, how's it going tonight? Darren, how are you, buddy? Very good. Very good. I was going to say, I'm, I'm, I thought we could, uh, we're going to wear out the reels here. I think we've already been yapping for like an hour and 20 minutes. I, guess, I probably should have hit record on that, but uh, here we are tonight. <laughs> um, well, I wanted to have you on because, well, first of all, of course, you were uh, spearheaded the GoFundMe for the whatever, well, the Drop Your Gloves 2.0 to get that a database type site back up and running. And we were going to talk about that. And uh, also, your, one of your, your new projects here is, we're talking about pugilism history here, folks. Going back to the, the origin, the beginning of the NHL. And fighting in the beginning of time, in the beginning of pro hockey, or not pro hockey, but NHL hockey as we know it, and um, and and that research that you've done, which I, I'm uh, I'm really curious to listen to uh, to hear about. But uh, before we get into all that, we got to talk about the database here. How how is that coming, and and what what are we looking at here right now? What's where are we at in terms of progress? Okay, so well our. Our database developer is um, a gentleman by the name of Brian Lilly. He's a Red Deer, Alberta native who lives um, on the South Pacific in Vietnam. Um, he lives and works out there, and he takes on these these projects. You know, um, he, he likes spearheading these almost like like freelance side projects. And you know, um, with our budget, you know, Brian was you know the, really the best option for us, and he's been a great guy to deal with. You know, he's really in tune with what we're trying to. To, trying to accomplish here and you know he's really into building the the back-end database portion of of web, websites and he's going to you know use that and try to build that back end for us you know and get it all set up and 
what I was able to do with Brian is have a, a walkthrough of the database. You know, I actually had a Zoom call where I could, you know, s- you know, speak with him face to face, you know, for the first time, and you know, just see like the process. You know, he's taking a lot of the old fight logs that we we have accumulated. Some of the, you know, the um, members of the hockey fan community, like Ron. You know, he helped. You know, he had a whole bunch of uh, fight logs built up. Um, you know, going back to like the 1960, 1961 NHL season, you know, so we basically gave Ryan all this information uh, to tr- incorporate it into this database. And and it was it was kind of cool actually going through, you know, what he has set up is, you know, he has the database. And it, to me, it's like all, it's all like Egyptian hieroglyphics, you know, like I, I don't even know what I'm looking at here, you know, but what he had set up was like a crude version of of a of the, of a website, you know, where you can actually see, you know, click on the team, go to that team, see all the you know the fight fights for that that particular team, click on the fight, you know, and seeing, you know, the, the progress of it, you know, the progression from it going from team to league to, you know, the individual fight, and seeing how it's starting to kind of work itself out, you know, it was kind of pretty cool to see it like that, even though it was, you know, kind of a crude version, but, you know, he even had a a little little mini system for voting as well, like you know, with a little graph to show you who who voted for what, you know. So it was it was cool to see kind of the, the project in its infancy start to come together. Um, so I just I'm glad you had me on. I've been kind of I don't really I haven't been posting a lot on Facebook or Twitter, you know. I'm sort of like into my project. I'm sort of into you know trying to get this site going. So I, I haven't really been you know, plus busy with life, but I just haven't had a chance to really go out on Facebook and, and let everybody know what's going on. But, you know, we're still trying to put this together and it's really not the exciting part, portion of it, you know, the fun part where you're seeing things, you know, visually, you know, but it was it was cool to get kind of a behind the scenes look. And, you know, I wanted to give everybody that was really interested in this, everyone who donated to this, give them an update, you know, just, just let them know what the progress is of the database and the website. No, absolutely. That sounds tremendous. Um, was he familiar with Drop Your Gloves? Like, when you were explaining it to him, did he know what you were talking about? No, it's funny. I, I you know, for, you know, a guy from Red Deer, he didn't really seem like a, a huge, like, like, like hockey guy, you know? Like, I was, I was you know, we, we were talking about, I, I sent him a screenshot of a Ty Domi fight card, you know, and he was doing the old, oh, I got that fight card from Domi. You know, and I, I was, I was like, oh, do you know this guy? Do you know that guy? And he, you know, he has, you know, some knowledge of the game, you know. But it's really, you know, he's got that knowledge of the database building, and it was what's going to be key for us, you know. So, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. He really kind of jumped on the project right away, like just the whole idea of, of a database for fights, you know, hockey fighting, you know. So, uh, Brian has been great, you know, to work with. Um, you know, he's just open to every idea, you know, so it's, you know, it's been really a pleasure working with him so far. Well, that's excellent. Um, like now in terms of, um, like kind of your, your vision, I I know you want it to be your own thing and it's going to be its own and it's not drop your gloves 2.0. It's, it's its own thing, but for the sake of, as we're talking here, I'm going to keep kind of referencing drop your gloves, I guess, but in terms of, cause that's what people are familiar with, but in terms of like what drop your gloves could do <clears throat> is that what you're looking for this site to do as well? Like all the same kind of things and more. Yeah. I mean, I would just like to have, 
you know, like a fully functioning, you know, database again, where, I mean, I, I know, like, I'm not deluding myself into thinking this is going to come out right away. It's going to be dropping gloves 2.0 and everyone's going to be surfing through the fight cards. This is something that's going to have to be built, you know? Yes. So I think at, at the very beginning, I mean, I think we have information right now um, in the database for the NHL, the AHL, and the WHL. Like, not obviously not complete, you know, but he has some of that information in there. So, you know, we could wind up actually getting the, this, you know, website once it's fully built up and only have information for three leagues, you know, or, or sporadic information for three leagues. You know, so it's going to be one of those things where you're going to have to come back and check this site out in a couple of years. You know, once it's come out, because we need to build this and we need to grow it. You know, it's not going to be something that happens overnight. So I, sometimes I try to temper my own expectations, you know, like, oh, it's going to be like, oh, it's going to be like drop your gloves. You know, I can't wait to go, from, you know, fight card to fight card. And, you know, but we, it's going to be up to us and volunteers and people who are really into this to help, help, you know, build it up and, you know, actually, you know, enter the fights themselves and, you know, just build it that way, you know, and add more leagues and what have you. Yeah, well, and that's the thing, and I think sometimes, and yeah, hey, same thing, right? Everyone wants, you know, as soon as we get back up, oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna start putting the YouTube fights back on there, and it'll all be great. Well, people also forget, drop your gloves is around for over ten years too. It didn't start off the way yeah. how it was at the end wasn't what it was at the start, right? Like you said, you, you it, exactly, yeah, you certainly have to temper expectations, and I think, and it's and it's certainly going to be. It's definitely a project like this is certainly going to be user driven. Like the more volunteers, the better. And, and, um, absolutely. It's the only way, it's the only way that this is going to happen. Cause like we're, we were all, you know, you know, adults with jobs and, and families and we have lives. And, you know, sometimes I, you know, I'm, I sneak in time to like, you know, add to my own little, you know, early NHL, you know, database, you know, and it's like, you don't have time to really go all out sometimes. So having people, who are at different walks of life and, you know, maybe you have a guy that has plenty of free time. He can, you know, enter, you know, uh, fight information, you know, cause he's really into it, you know? And so it is going to be a community driven type thing. And that's, that's what we want. You know, this has been a community driven thing from the, from the get go. So, you know, we want people taking part, we want people adding video and fights, you know, and that's when I think it'll start to become a little more fun. You know, the more people get on board and want to add to it and build it, you know, and then you see it kind of expand and grow right before your eyes. I think that that'll that'll be a fun part, and, you know. And I think we will get there. But at first, it's going to be kind of, you know, like you said, it's going to be a little slow, and we're not going to really have all the all the information out there yet. But we'll get there. And there's a ton of information out there, you know, if people really want to get into it and add to it, you know. So we can, you know, we still have the old archive. Drop your gloves. We can work off that, you know, so there's a ton of info out there and, you know, we'll get there. I think it's just going to be little by little slow and steady wins this race. No, absolutely. And like you said, more, more hands equal less work. So it's like, yeah, if you can get a lot of the people, especially the guys that were, um, yeah, because a lot of guys were the, that collected that information They're, I mean, hopefully they're still around and, you know, and they're willing to do it again. I mean, I know it's chewing your food twice, but I mean, Hopefully, the guys that collected that information in the first place will be around to do it again and and are willing to help out on this. And I said we need to find the fight savant living in the basement who's a virgin. That's who we need to find, <laughs> and then he could he could 
24 hours a day he can enter shit and we'll get this thing really going. But uh, no, hopefully, uh, like you said, hopefully a lot of the contributors from the old from the old Drop Your Glove site will come back and uh, and help out on this new one. Do you have a name for this site yeah. yet? We we did we I, mean, I remember we were talking about this we because a lot of the updates I've been putting in the uh, Hockey Fight Collectors Archive Facebook group. Yep. Um, a lot of the people who are like the most vocal, like yourself and Ron, guys that really had actually you know input into the, you know everything you know from the get go. That's where I've been putting a lot of the updates. You know, for a lot of the little technical things with Brian. And, you know, what he's been doing with the database, instead of putting a, just a generic post on Facebook, you know, and, or pinning it on everyone's Facebook page, you know what I mean? So I just post some updates there. And the major ones like this, you know, I'm, I'm glad I can come on and, you know, give everybody, you know, like a, a heads up about it and give them an update on how things are going. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, so you do have a name for this thing? What's it called? This thing, this, um, we, I remember we were talking, we were like, oh, we kind of just basically had this project all going and then we were like oh we should probably come up with a name yep. you know so we settled on uh, Hockey Fight Chronicles well see I knew the name I just wanted you to say it on the air here yes Hockey <laughs> Fight Chronicles yes and it was um, yeah and I actually yeah that's a that's a I, I dig it man that's that's cool and uh, and like I said well the last time I had you on and, it was, and I've said this on other episodes when you weren't on but I've said it on other episodes um I've, I've, everybody I've ever had on this show, everyone I've talked to on Twitter, on Facebook, and I'm all over the place on that, on those things. Everybody pines for drop your gloves. Well, folks, here is your opportunity to get in on this. And I'm not going to chastise those that didn't donate. I'm not, I'm over that. I yelled at all you guys enough, <laughs> whatever, but it's rolling now. Any, t- anything you guys can do out there to grow this thing and to help out. If you're able to, please do, because this is what, it, this is history. It's preserving history. And I can tell you, the other major site that's out there, they don't give a shit about history. They might say they do, but they fucking don't. I can tell you that. So, they've destroyed history, if anything. They ain't preserving shit. So, unless it happened, if anything that happened before 2010, they don't give a shit. So, <laughs> this, if you, this is the ultimate historical database, or it's going to be. That is the goal. You have fight people behind it that want to get behind it. Steve is the most passionate fight person I know. Trust me. I'm not just saying that because he's on the air. You folks have heard me say that when he hasn't been around. I've said the same thing. And uh, right now, I actually want to... I did it on the last time you were on, but I do want to thank you for the amount of time that you've taken uh, in this project to get this back going is, uh, is unbelievable. So thank you. As thank a fight you. fan, thank you. I appreciate you. that. Thank you. Yeah, because no one else would have done this. I mean, we all sat here and talked a big game, but you were the one that actually did it. Because everybody whined for how long that Drop Your Gloves is gone and, oh, this is terrible and whatever. But you were the, actually the one that did it and got it going again. So, you know, I think uh, as as we go on here, the the months and years to come, uh, yeah, I think, I think it's going to turn out really good. Thanks, man. I appreciate the kind words. Thank you. But, uh, yeah, and like I said, I know it's something that you're really passionate about, and you, and I know you were excited about it. So, no, when reading those updates was cool, and, and to hear you talking about it now, and uh, 
to hear that it, you know it's taken shape and there's something tangible there that you can see and um yeah man and i'm and it's cool to hear that you know brian's into it and uh yeah man i'm looking forward to it it's gonna be fun to see yeah it. me too it's gonna be fun to see it get built you know i mean yeah okay, yeah you come little on by and, little i can't wait for that part yeah yeah you know and you, it's like okay you get on there and yeah fuck you can't see the 85 hershey bears but uh eh, you know not yet but we will be able to you know and then Hopefully, like you said, people chip in and those that have that kind of information will come back and, or, you know, and then, you know, we can build from there. And, uh, like you said, right, the more people, the better. So hopefully it, uh, you know, if someone out there listening, um, you know, contributed to drop your gloves back in the day in terms of archiving stuff, well, you're, here's your calling again. Hopefully they come back and help out on this. You know, it's funny. It's it's interesting too because I it, going through like like the news, the digital newspaper archives. Just there's a, so much information out there now that wasn't available, you know, ten, fifteen years ago. So yeah, you know, there's certainly an opportunity there to you know really build it up. You know, I'm, I'm that like you mentioned. Like I'm really excited about just kind of slowly but surely see it like you know build and grow. You know, I think that'll be a fun part. I mean, don't get me wrong. I want to see a complete total database, you know, and all that. But seeing it develop and you know, you know, get more leagues and more teams and you know, more information. You know, I think that'll be a, you know the real fun part of it. Oh, absolutely, and and it's well, and like you said, now of course with you know with newspapers dot com and all these did you know all that that stuff becoming much more available now or available now compared to like could you like even just back in the day. Like, I know guys like, yeah. you know, Warren, who did a ton of the WHL stuff and everything. That was fucking library trips, man. Like, people don't get it. Yeah. Like, that was like, yeah. And like like he said, I remember, like, even on the old Drop Your Gloves site, it would always be like the WHL site was just so, or the WHL cards were just so complete. And the OHL was just so hit and miss, right? And there was a lot of information not even around. And he's just like, yeah, because no one's, no one went to the libraries in Ontario, I guess, and looked up some of this stuff, you know? So You're right, yeah. Yeah, so, it's. I mean, now, of course, with digital and the internet and whatever, that, you know, the search has become easier. I mean, provided the newspaper's online, but I mean, I mean, you know, so the trips to the library aren't there anymore, but I mean, still got to sit down and log in, and I mean, it's, that's, I mean, well, you've, well, we're going to get into your newspaper.com and your researching. I mean, that, that shit can get real tedious, man, and time-consuming. Oh, yeah, definitely. Especially when you're trying to find, like, one little fighting major. <laughs> and you're going through multiple different newspapers to try and get some type of information on it. Like, you know, and sometimes you, you luck out. You, you do find something. But you're right. It gets a little, little uh, tedious and boring at times. And make sure you have a nice cup of coffee with you while you're doing it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the thing. And then if you, and if you're starting just like, Oh, I'm going to look up the Oshawa generals year from this. Year. Well, you're starting with, you don't know what you're looking for to begin with. I mean, you're looking for the game, but it's like, you don't know, you're going in blank cause you don't know what happened. So it's like, yeah, it's uh, you know, yeah, it's like, it's, it's been, like, I've been, cross-referencing nhl.com game summaries yeah and it just you know it's easier you know when you have like a a year or a month that you can kind of pinpoint try to you know get some information on it that way you know so that's that's been 
one good thing. I'm not sort of like blindly kind of flailing about trying to, you know, just entering a guy's name and just searching what I can. I'm just going, literally, it's almost like a game by game. You know, you're going game by game by game. And then, oh, look, okay, Joe Hall, you know, he did something here. There's a major penalty. Let's go look for that. You know, let's see if we can, you know, find some kind of information. Oh, look, you know, he cross-check a guy in the face. Okay, all right, you know, this, let's, let's clip that up and save that. So now we have a record of that. And, you know, continue the search, you know, and do it that way. So, No, absolutely. And, I mean, that's kind of a, a – yeah, man, that's – to go well – Let's get into what you're you're researching here. Steve has done when ProvertWasKing.com is a website, and he has done. And I've had one before. We talked about the J, your Jay Miller article. We talked about your top twenty-five. Um, you know, I, I've always enjoyed your writing and uh, with your articles and stuff. But your latest project here, what, what's this all about? So, when one of the things I wanted to do to help contribute to the database is go back to the very very beginning of the NHL. Um, and you know the basically the inaugural season and going forward and 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 basically chronicling um, every every major or any you know quote unquote violent incidents you know in any of these games that um from this time frame. So I've been going game by game, you know, and doing this sort of cross referencing you know the game summaries with the newspaper.com digital archives to try and just glean as much information I can on any of these type of you know some of these. You know, you just see major on a game summary. It doesn't give you any other information, you know. So it could be a fighting major. You could have, you know, smacked a guy with a stick, you know. You don't know. So that's where you just got to kind of dig up this information, you know, on the digital archives. One of the things that I've always, this area of maybe pre-1960, I'll say, has always been a very murky era, you know, for the tough, you know, tough guys and fighting and hockey for me, you know. So I've that's why you know, going back like this and, you know, it's kind of like a learning experience for me as well. Cause like, Oh, I'm like you, like I grew up like the eighties and nineties and, you know, I collected the hockey fight tapes and DVDs and it's almost like you kind of get trapped in that sort of little bubble yeah. where you're only focusing on like a sort of video era, you know, I mean, we're all our top 25 lists, you know, have guys that we have tons of footage on for, for the most part, you know, and, and things like that. So there's a whole, you know, you know, era, like, you know, even more than that, you know, of, you know, the video age is only fairly recent for hockey fighting and, you know, in the NHL. Prior to that, it was, you know, the newspapers or, you know, whatever you can glean from books or on radio or something like that. So this era didn't always have tons of information. We I know general characters from the, from, you know, the forties, the fifties, the thirties, you know, but you don't have a lot of information about the actual fights themselves. So, that's been part of what I've been doing with this project. It's basically information that will be incorporated into the new database. Um, and I'm just starting from the first NHL season going and taking it for now. I'm going to take it up to the right at the beginning of the original six. So that's all going to be, you know, all the information I can glean from these new newspaper archives to try and, you know, help flush out the database, you know, so it's, and at the same time, I'm developing, you know, because I love my little top 10 list and my top all-time list. I'm going to be developing my own little top 10 list for each season, you know. Um, as I go along, I'm just going to be doing that as I go along. That's just sort of like my own separate side project. But, but, um, but yeah, this will all be information that will be used for the new database and kind of grow it from the beginning of the NHL coming up. And Ron, um, who has, you know, sort of been, you know, a big help with a lot of the, 
the information going into the database, you know, he basically had uh, the information from the 1960-61 season going forward um, to the current day. So I can kind of meet him at the 60-61 season if I keep going. We can have the NHL pretty much down pat. Yeah, that, well, so what So what year, like, okay, you keep, from the very, what was the first year? Uh, 1917, 1918. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, man. Okay. Well, we got to get into this because this is, uh, all right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's interesting because, and I agree when, when you were talking about, like you and I are like, you know, whatever, 80s, 90s, that was our era growing up. And like you said, and I mean, you've researched this far more than I have. <clears throat> I am definitely a product of the 80s, 90s bubble, especially the 90s. That's most of where my frame of reference comes from. Um, not to say I don't know the 56. I mean, I, I know the names and what have you, but I mean, <clears throat> certainly not to nowhere near the extent of yourself and other people. Um, so that's why I'm so fascinated with this project because it's, uh, it, it's something I never even really thought of. Like, yeah, I'm going to go back and I want, I want to get Steve's top 10 list from 1918. Like, fuck, really? Like, <laughs> um, well, so, um, so um, well, we always talk about, on this show anyway, like the, the mindsets or the different eras and that type of thing. Um, as you've sort of um, started researching it at the beginning of, well, I keep wanting to say the beginning of time. We're not going that far back. But, I mean, the beginning of the NHL, um, what are you finding in terms of, like, did they really fight? Like, well, I get that's kind of a stupid question because I know they kind of fought. But I, I think when people think of fighting, they sort of think of everyone's frame of reference is like Domi Probert, right? Or whatever. Where yeah, it kind of really wasn't that way back then. Or was it? I don't know. Like, well, here I am. I don't know. What, 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 what are you finding in terms of the box scores? Well, see what... In those, obviously, this is a primitive time in the NHL. You know, yeah. in, in the NHL's first in the NHL's first season, they had just allowed goalies to make diving saves. <laughs> you know, there was there was you know, so there was no there was no forward pass in the defensive zone. It was a much different like style of game. The the rosters, at, you know, at this time, I think you had maybe eight players total. There was you know, you have your 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 five players, your goalie, and then you had like a couple of subs and that was really it, you know, and, and the fights were, it's, it's, there was so much stick work involved in those days. The fights were a lot of times would start with, you know, stick work, you know, and you might get a guy, two guys who start scrapping, but you'd have a lot of like rugby scrums where everybody just gets involved, you know, so it's kind of chaotic. It's definitely, you're not, you're not talking about, you know, the, you know, the, Tony Twist square off routine before a fight, you know, you, you didn't really, I don't think you really got a lot of that, but I was very surprised when I first started going through this, that there is actual information on legitimate scraps, like, you know, two guys just going in and, you know, getting into a clinch and, you know, um, you know, throwing punches and, you know, even though they're not fully detailed, you know, breakdowns of the fight, you, you are getting a glimpse that, you know, even though a lot of the stuff is kind of like brutal assault, type stuff, you know, a guy would just go after someone and just, you know, attack him or you have a lot of stick work incidents, you know, but there was also, you know, incidents of like legitimate scraps, even going back to the first NHL season, even in the NHA, because a lot of those guys that 
the NHA was basically just seamlessly transferred into the NHL, you know, minus one team, you know, or, or one owner. And so, so basically, you know, you had like a lot of the same characters that have been doing the same thing in the NHA. So they just sort of carried over, you know, but you'll be surprised that there was actual, you know, legitimate, you know, fights, not, you know, not long duration brawls or, you know, anything like that. A lot of it was more chaos, a lot of stick work, you know, and then, as I was going along from, you know, 1917, 18, 1918, 19, going forward, you start to see a lot of the major penalties aren't even for fights. They're for other infractions, you know. So it's, you know, you're searching a major, and you find out, you know, uh, Spray Cleghorn just got a, a major for tripping, you know. It's kind of a, you know, you're kind of, you're not really looking for that, but it's very interesting to see what they were giving majors for at the time. And you also wind up running into situations where a guy might have gotten a major, for a fight, but the other guy that he fought didn't get a, he only got a, like a minor. Back then, the minors were three minutes. You know, so it's kind of, it's sort of interesting. It's like a 14-game season you're talking about. You know, it's, you know, the rules are, were much different. It was a much different era. These, I would, wouldn't really even say a lot of these guys weren't really like, you know, like enforcers or policemen. I think everyone was sort of expected to kind of handle their own, you know, situation, but you definitely had guys that were like the quote-unquote Batman of the league, you know, monster, you know, penalty minute numbers for the year, for the era. And, you know, these guys were known for being just like sort of villainous, you know, kind of guys like New Zealand Lalonde and, and Joe Hall and Ken Randall. Uh, these were guys that, you know, had no problem, you know, using their stick on you or just sort of outright assaulting you, you know, in, in certain uh, instances. So it's been interesting, you know, learning about them and reading, reading about these guys. They certainly don't compare, you know, to the the fighters that we would grow up watching. It was a, such a different, you know, game at that time. You know, you're more apt to see someone, like, attacked as opposed to a straight-up square-off fight, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, like I was going to say, in term, like, obviously the rules have, you know, adapted and changed over the, over the well, decades. Um what are you finding in the early box scores just in terms of like how they're calling things? Is it actually called fighting or are they calling it like, cause I always heard a lot of times too. Um, I don't know about this. I've just, just in general, old timey, um, that there was a lot of like double roughing, you know, or stuff like that, or just roughing. And it would be like where we would look at it now as a fight, but back then they would just like four minutes for roughing or, or whatever. Like, are you finding like just kind of odd penalty descriptions? Well, um, one of the, the well, the odd thing that I've I've found is that I was very surprised at like the the majors that were handed out. Where it was a little bit of surprise, a major for tripping, you know, and yeah. then you find out the major for tripping was because he tackled a guy, you know, as he was on a breakaway trying to score. And nowadays, you would get a penalty shot for that kind of thing, you know, but. Back then, it was sorry. We're going to give him a major, you know, and so, certain guys with reputations, like you know, Bad Joe Hall or Spray Cleghorn, those guys would, you know, if they were being a little extra violent or something like that, they they'd get called for boarding or you know something like that. You know, they didn't, a lot of the penalties didn't necessarily seem to have like legitimate descriptions. They would just whistle you off and send you to the cooler. You know, like uh, for tripping somebody, but it, they probably wouldn't call it tripping. You know, like, hey, you know, right, you're off. You know, get out of here. And he'd go sit, off, sit in the, you know, the cooler and feel shame. You know what I mean? But, um, you know, it's as far as like, you know, that I've, I'm not seeing 
fighting majors at the very, very early part of it. A lot of times what they would refer to them as being, they were two players would be mixing it up. I see a lot of that in a lot of the uh, breakdowns. They refer to Bert Corbeau mixing it up with Ken Randall, you know, and a lot of times that's a vague term that could mean a fight or it could mean two guys getting, you know, sort of getting ready to you know start to fight, you know, and it doesn't really happen, you know, so it's a little bit of a vague term, but, but as far as, um, you know, fighting majors in the very first few years of the NHL, it's, you don't really seeing tons of those, you know, in that regard, not a lot of weird like penalties or anything like that, but you know, a lot of three minute minors. Now, in terms of the write-ups, as like you said, you're doing the cross-reference with the NHL.com to the newspapers. Now, in the newspapers, when they if they're describing a fight, is it sort of, in terms of how it's written, is it sort of written, I mean, I'm trying to take you into that moment, I guess it's kind of hard, but it's like, is it <laughs> sort of written like they're surprised that a fight happened, or is it sort of like, like same old, like, oh, here we go again, you know, is it sort of, like, do they build the fight up? Like, is it sold as, like, um, kind of a big deal, or is it just, ah, fuck, it's hockey? No, but a lot of times what you have, too, and, like, like it's very the first, like, couple seasons, like, one of the uh, best newspapers for information I've found is the Ottawa Citizen. Um, and those old archives have tons of information, especially about the Ottawa Senators. And, you know, you have a lot of big names that played on the team at that, t- at that time. And, you know, when they do the – you got to remember, this is a four-team league. Yep. At this time, you know, or and, and for a couple of years, there are three team league. So what you have is, you know, you have these great breakdowns of the game, you know, in a lot of ways, because they can devote so much time to it. You know, there's only a few teams playing. They're only playing like 14 games a year. So, you know, the Ottawa Citizen, the Ottawa Journal, those newspapers have really nice like breakdowns of the game overall. The fights themselves, you know, they, they'll just they'll refer to, you know, um, ill feeling and tempers begin to, you know, get warmer, and, you know, and it's not so much that they're, you know, developing the fight, but they're, you know, or sort of giving you a lot of like background on it. They're just sort of telling the story of, you know, of the game and, you know, they'll have, you know, the, you know, these two guys mixed it up and you begin to throw punches and it became a wrestling affair, you know, and then that, that'll be it. And then they'll move on. Then the fight be threatened to become general and police had to come out on the ice, you know, and that kind of thing. And then they'll go back. And in the third period, you know, Frank Nagler scored two goals to start the, you know, and it just breaks things down like that. They don't spend tons of time on the fights specifically, you know, so you're not getting tons of great information. You know, you can't, a lot of times you can't tell who won the fight. You know, you're not sure about that, but it's good to get some information. Well, and well, and from your, has there been any, do they ever play up the the angle of like like you said bad? I know they use the term bad men a lot or villain. Is there any? Is there have there been any certain guys as you've gone on here early on that they're sort of building up like yeah this guy's the this guy's the you know the, wearing the black cowboy out here this guy's the bad guy in this movie. Do they single anyone out? Well, oh well, yeah, they have. This. A handful of characters at the time that you know, and especially in the early years of the NHL, that were already notorious from the NHA. You know, and one you have Joe Hall, who's probably one of the more well-known people from this time. He's you know he, he was called Bad Man so much they just started calling him Bad Joe. You know, and he was one of those guys that was a very aggressive player. You know, noted for his stick work, but also noted for a lot of dastardly deeds throughout his whole career. Um, you have Ken Randall, who's another guy who played, you know, with Toronto and Hamilton. 
Um, but he was another guy that was, it's funny because when you say bad man, the, the term at that time was used just to kind of refer to someone who was generally overall penalized a lot, you know, but some of the guys that were penalized a lot were just hard players, you know, hard, you know, hardworking, scrappy players. But then you had guys like Ken Randall, you know, who was known for, you know, for, for vicious, like all out assaults. He was in a lot of ways, like a precursor to the, you know, uh, pest you know i guess it would be another way of describing it. a guy that got on your skin but also you know was noted for you know over the top sort of violent acts you know in in the game so you know he had a huge reputation but also you had some of your big games biggest stars like newsy lalon and spray cleghorn i mean you know spray cleghorn's in the hall of fame you know but he was also kind of like your number one you know your number one bad man um for for a time when he played for montreal he began to systematically assault players on the Ottawa Senators, you know, for over a three or four year period, the NHL actually had to toughen their match penalty rule, you know, because of him, you know, so it's kind of like the Cleghorn rule, if you want to call it that, you know, he was, you know, attacking these people so much that Ottawa just had had enough and went to the league, you know, so he was, you know, until the late twenties, you spray Cleghorn was one of your premier quote unquote bad men, you know, and um, I know we've, We've mentioned him in the past. He's a name that gets brought up whenever you talk about that era, but he was legit. He was, like, legitimate, you know, like, tough man. There's also sort of lesser-known guys that kind of came, you know, in, in the NHA and the NHL, like Cully Wilson and Minnie McGiffin, you know, a couple guys. I did the Legends in Black and White. Some of these guys I touched on back then, you know. So it's like going through these digital art archives and finding out all this other information on some of the stuff that they did, you know, you can see where the bad man sort of reputation comes from, you know, so, you know, there's all sorts of characters, you know, a lot of that vicious bad man style sort of began to fade in the sort of mid to late twenties when Eddie Shore and company began to, began to uh, show up in the league, guys like Bill Cook and Lionel Conacher, um, the big train. Uh, these guys Actually, when they began to come into the league, you actually begin to see more information about in detail about the fights. You know, so you actually saw more information about guys actually scrapping as opposed to just pound-mill attacking one another. You know, so it's kind of interesting seeing how, it, you know, it kind of evolves from sort of outright brutality to some form of fisticuffs. You know, in the late 20s, you start to see more of that. Is uh, how far are you up now? How many year? What season are you at? The nineteen thirty nineteen thirty one season. Okay, so as you've gone on yet, has there has there been any um, sort of uh, has any character sort of come forward as sort of like the Probert esque figure of hockey? Have they kind of determined like who's the champ? Do they ever sort of get into that as, in terms of the writing? Not, not really. Um, occasionally, they'll make mention of Lionel Conacher being, you know, the Canadian heavyweight champion. You know, when he came into the league, and I don't know if it coincided with him and Bill Cook of the New York Rangers. Um, when they, those guys came into the league in probably around twenty six, twenty seven, you began to actually see a lot more detail um, come out in the fights, especially with those guys and. Around when they came into, you got a lot of people. They call it the original six, but the NHL was a ten-team league before that. Um, you know, so they you had ten teams going out there. You had more coverage, you know, in the newspapers. So there's more information available. You know, you had the New York Americans, 
Hamilton Tigers, you know, you had teams like that playing, the, the Pittsburgh Pirates, you know what I mean? So you, you had, you know, more teams and more information available, you know, more guys playing and everything like that. So, But there's really not really much discussion about, like, a champ at this time. But, it, you know, you are starting to see more information about scraps. Like, legit, I even actually noted it on my little top ten list. Around that time, I said, you know, it's a rise of the scrappers. You kind of go from your – you know, you're all out assailants to guys that were willing to actually throw punches, you know. So it's real interesting. And you, you get, you're seeing guys like Red Dutton, Cooley Smith, Bill Cook, Lionel Conacher, and, you know, um, even a guy like Eddie Shore, Nell Stewart, Babe Siebert, guys like that. You know, you're starting to see more information about actual scraps, like legitimate fights that we can, some of them you can actually, oh, this guy won. Oh, it sounds like this guy won. You can actually get a decision out of the, Yes, because sometimes you're dealing with more than one newspaper account, so you can actually give them a newspaper decision. Now, like in terms of like, oh, he he was the like. How many fights are we talking in a year from a guy? So, when these guys like Conacher and Bill Cook around, you were around. Um, a lot of them were playing under this three major rule. So, once you reach the three major mark, you are automatically suspended. Um, so at this time in this league, you know, I think at, by the time you ran into like the mid twenties, the league was like a 30 plus, you know, game league, you know, a lot of guys, I, you could see a lot of guys at this time didn't want to go too far over that, you know, so you would only see guys like Conacher or Bill Cook with only maybe three, four fights or, or majors, sorry, majors. So, you know, once they reach that, you can see they're they're only getting maybe four or five majors. You know, or at that time, there's really you're not talking about you know other rookie totals. Um, fights are still fairly kind of you know rare. Like you know, a guy like Bill Cook or Lionel Conacher might have five or six majors in a season. Only two or three might be for an actual fight. You know, or, or you know what have you. Some of them might be for tripping or boarding. You know, so you're not still not getting you're not getting the massive pen, penalty totals. You know, um, you're not getting like you know. Lou Fontanato, 200 minute, you know, uh, seasons or anything like that. You know, it's, it's still guy, you still have you know, numerous guys scrapping, but still not tons of like actual majors being, you know, handed out. Like, you know, like we would see in obviously later years, but you know, you can actually, but at least at this time, you're starting to get more detail. Did, um, have you had, like, why well, I said, you said he came into the league, Eddie Shore. I mean, obviously a lot of people are, like listen to this, they're familiar with the name and, you know, Slapshot and Eddie Shore and all that. And Don Cherry's told lots of Eddie Shore stories. Um, in your research, have you researched Shore a lot? Well, he's, he broke in, I believe, 26, 27, you know, so he's been on my radar for the last few seasons that I've been doing this. So, you know, he's a guy that I guess would, I'm not sure about, you know, legitimate scrapping ability, but he certainly didn't waste any time you know, making his presence known. Yeah, like, I mean, that's the thing. Because, again, it's all, well, I mean, obviously he went on a Hall of Fame career and all that, but he's always sort yeah. of had that, it, it, you know, it's Eddie Shore, old-time hockey, you know, what, like, in terms of just your, I, I'm just focusing on his name because it's a known name for now, but, yeah, um, like, in terms of your, like you said, in, the, in with the with the research, are they sort of like, are they pumping his tires pretty early? Like, is he sort of gaining this reputation right away? 
Yeah, he's a bad boy from Brandon already. Um, yeah. Right when he come in, you know, um, so he was already like sort of well known. When he first broke into the with the Bruins, he got into sort of like a well well known um, practice, or I don't know if it was training camp. I think he came in part way through that season. But um, there's a gentleman by the name of Billy Kutu, um, who was sort of well known as a bad man of the time, um, kind of one of the more vicious guys. He was actually tossed out of the NHL um, for going for attacking a referee in a Stanley Cup final. Um, so he was he, a banned for life. I think he he might even be the only player that was banned for life, at the, you know, for a long time. Um, but this guy went after Eddie Shore. Um, you know, really started a lot of mix-ups with him in, in uh, practice or training camp, what have you. And, um, you know, the fights got real severe. He, Eddie Shore had his ear stitched back on uh, because it got so violent. Uh, they were hitting, going after each other, you know, tooth and nail. And he kind of test, proved his mettle in that sort of initial training, you know, against a guy like Kutu who was really trying to, you know, smash him and do away with him. And Eddie Shore was like, I like, just from reading about him, you could tell he was badger tough you know like willing to play reckless all-out style hockey you know what i mean and he could do that he had lionel hitchman who was a good stay-at-home defenseman and you could have eddie shore go out there and just kind of take the risks and hit everything and, and fight if he needs to and you know so it's it's interesting kind of like you said i mean i was aware of eddie shore but i've never really delved into his career too much but now going through a game by game it's you know pretty interesting seeing him come along as a as a as a player yeah, like, and also just as a as a cat, not to cut you off, I just want to mention those those Bruins teams were were captained by Art Ross, and Art Ross in the the uh, in his time in the NHA was a legitimate fighter. Like, if you, I have plenty of articles that I can I, I should post and share, but he was a player that bad men feared because he could actually handle himself on the ice. It's interesting. There's actually more tidbits about his fights than a lot of other guys at the time. So you could tell he was no joke, and he probably he was probably pushing that same kind of character with his with the Bruins at the time because they were sort of like a rough and tumble outfit, for sure. Well, yeah, well there you go. Like, what are what are some of the names that you've kind of come across that uh, you know? Well, you could throw at the people here and kind of give them maybe a little, you know, a, a summary of the, of the guy. Have you come across? Is there anybody that kind of keeps coming up that you're like, yeah, this guy if he's I, I'm kind of digging this guy's style here, just reading about him. There's a there's a couple there's a couple guys um, that I really like. Like I, I think a guy that a lot of people would really like would be Huli Smith. Um, he was a, he played with um, I believe he broke in with Ottawa, and then he went to the Montreal Maroons, and he kind of carved out a reputation as kind of like a tough, semi-villainous, you know, kind of willing to go over the top kind of player. You know, um, he'll throw down in a fight, um, but is also his teammate. Red Dutton, who is another name that I, I like to mention because, you know, he had, a, you know, you know, the name, the term lively scrap and, you know, entertaining fight, you know, those kind of things come up with, with, a, with some of his descriptions. So you can kind of sort of glean from that, you know, a little bit, you know, and kind of, oh, all right, this guy might, you know, he might actually be, you know, a real tough guy, you know, um, from that era, you know, but a couple of the guys that really stand out to me. Um, from this like late twenties, early thirties is uh, Conacher and Bill Cook. Um, they really kind of uh, come to the forefront at this time. And this is right before Red Horner starts to play. Like he just, I'm just getting into Red Horner now. And, you know, we're, as I'm learning, you know, obviously Red Horner was, you know, 
big time with the penalty minutes and, you know, he's kind of a noted bad man for his era. So it'll be interesting learning, you know, going game by game into his career as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. And it, uh, yeah, it's just interesting. Well, and you've referenced it a few times, the NHA, um, what is that? The national, what is it? National hockey association. Yeah, it was the uh, precursor to the NHL. Um, the NHA was trying to do away with one of their, their owners. Um, they wanted to get rid of him, so they started another league without him, the NHL. And it was, it was kind of weird. They froze him out and created another Toronto team. And, you know, they, they, he wound up having to sue the league. It's a real interesting story if you ever go back. The NHL was literally formed by some guys trying to get rid of an owner. You know, and uh, so th- that that's you – know, but essentially the, uh, the teams that came, the players that came, they're all pretty much the same as the NHA – uh, the, you know, the league was still developing, still developing new rules, and a lot of the players are the same. So it's it's kind of strange, you know, even though I'm using the NHL, you know, for a season as a starting point, a lot of these guys that were playing in this league are veterans. You know, they've they've been playing the league for years at this point. You know, so it's, you know, that's, that's pretty cool to learn little things like that. But, you know, it's, it literally was a precursor league. It's it's almost like the NHL without saying it kind of thing. So I did, I had to do a deep dive into the NHA, you know, to sort of get some background on a lot of these guys, um, you know, for the NHL, the first season of the NHL and just to get going that way. Are are you finding, are, are the write-ups fairly homeristic, Homer, or are they sort of, are they fairly uh, pedestrian? Like, are they pretty, pretty fair? Um, yeah. I mean, I, I have not noticed anything so far, like, like over the top, you like, you know, they're not Jack Edwards in anybody, <laughs> you know, yeah. there's not any, any, any like, like our, our poor team, you know, we're, you know, we're the poor victims here, you know, those mean men. It wasn't really, it seems like, or at least from what I see, it seems like everything's fairly objective. It doesn't, I'm not, I'm not sensing any major like rooting for the home team kind of thing, you know, and sometimes you kind of luck out because there'll be more than one, um, you know, article in different newspapers about the same incident. You can kind of pick and choose a little bit. Like you can kind of see where they're coming from. And I'm not really noticing anything too like over the top homerish or anything like that, you know, for that era, at least not now. Do they ever say anything about the violence? Is there a Ken Campbell writing for Ottawa back in 1920, a Damien Cox crying they, about how violent it is? Yeah. See, it's, it's almost like, as soon as you start reading up on the NHA, they're already talking about the violence that plagues our game, you know, and trying to do away with the violence and trying to get rid of these violent scoff laws. You know, there, there's even back then there was still, you know, um, you know, I guess an anti-violence. I, can't, I shouldn't say fighting, anti-fighting, because a lot of it at this time is is, a lot, is like kind of like violent stick work and people take a baseball bat swings at each other, and, you know, that kind of thing, you know, so I can, you know, I could see, uh, you, you read about some of these injuries too. Like, you know, Eddie Shore goes in the corner with no Stewart and comes out with a, you know, seven stitch gash in his forehead, you know, and you're kind of like, oh, damn, you know, it's, that's not just a hit in the corner, you know. So it's like, you know, it's, it's a violent game. It was a violent game then. And it's just like today with the anti fighting crowd, there was sort of like an anti violence crowd and they didn't like all the rough play. And, you know, um, you know, so it's, it's, it's same, you know, like all the, the real tough over the top characters like the, the Randalls and Joe Hall, they were, they're all villains, you know, and, and, you know, sort of like, you know, derided by the press in certain cases, you know what I mean? So it's, 
you know, it's just like, you know, today, there always seemed to be that sort of anti-violent element, you know, even back, even back in those far gone days. See, there you go, folks. It was over a hundred years ago. They were complaining. See, it wasn't Batman. <laughs> They've been doing this for a century. Yeah. They were, yeah. Even you see, Badger Hall. I, I bring him up because he seems to be the guy that he almost reaches back the furthest, where you can actually get like accounts. You know, you're going back to like 1907 and, and things like that with him in the very, very beginnings of professional hockey in general in 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 Canada. You know, and and he was, um, oh, you know, I feel, I believe, I even have a, an article where they refer to him as the butcher. You know, because you know, at that time, you know, it's like. He was a very aggressive, rough player, and he was also, you know, just like you know, like today, one of those. You, you know, if you're from, if he's playing on your team, you love him. If you're playing against him, he's just a violent, you know, ruffian who needs to go, needs to go, you know, that kind of thing. And same thing with like Sprague Cleghorn. There was talks about you know trying to get rid of him because of his violent play, and you know, it just you know, even back then they were doing it. Was there any? Um... Was there any certain, I mean, any incidents that sort of stand out as you were reading? There's every year there's something going on, you know, that's like one of the things I like to, well, I shouldn't say I like to, but, you know, seeing um, Sprague Cleghorn systematically assault and attack, you know, numerous members of his former team, you know, I find that to be a kind of fascinating because it was literally over three or four years, you know, where he would, he committed some sort of like kick the guy in the face. Jesus. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, you, so it's like you see this kind of thing, and then you see the backlash. You know, Ottawa suddenly wants stronger, you know, match penalty rules, you know, and it's kind of like, like I said, the Cleghorn rule, you know what I mean? So, And there's a lot of, like, violent incidents, you know, like the NHL's first season, even though Joe Hall was a, a grizzled veteran and, you know, supposedly a, a man with a bad rap, cross-checks Alf Skinner in the face. And um, gets arrested for it. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, th- this is the NHL's first season. You know, <laughs> so this is, I'm like reading this, like, wow, that's a, this is a pretty good preview of what's to come here. You know what I mean? But it's, um, you know, pretty interesting. Right? A lot of incidents like that. Um, the Billy Kutu attack on referee Jerry Laflamme, like, um, you know, the Stanley Cup, Stanley Cup finals. He was banned for life. You know, there's a lot of incidents like that. Uh, the five Montreal Maroons going after Eddie Shore. You know, in the same game, uh, Eddie Shore is playing a game with missing teeth, broken ribs. You know, there's a there's a lot of like every year there seems to be something going on. Um, you know, whether it's a fight with a player or something going on with the fans. You know, there's incidents of uh, women striking hockey players. You know what I mean? Just randomly, you know, reaching over the board, punching a player. You know, um, NHL players challenging the whole entire you know uh, fans, uh, all the fans who fight. And, there's a lot of like little things like, you know, well, some of the stuff seems over the top with the attacks and the kicking and, you know, just the, the stick work. But, you know, each year it seems like something. As, but it's funny because as it starts and goes into the, you know, you get from the, the late teens and the early 20s and then you can kind of go into the late, late 20s. You can see some semblance of the game cleaning up, like with a lot of the violent stick work. It's still not all the way there yet, but. You know, uh, you can see that they are certainly, you know, phasing a lot of that vicious violence out. You, you know, that's why I was saying you see more incidents of guys actually fighting, you know, instead of hacking each other's head off, you know. So it's kind of interesting seeing things evolve. 
So you, there, there wasn't a lot of the code back then. No, so every <laughs> every man for yourself and just win. You yeah. know what I mean? Are you finding? Uh, was there a lot of a lot of incidents where like the the police were getting involved? Like, was there a lot of like charges against guys and stuff? Yeah, well, it's like some of those fights that would start off with between one guy, you know, and it would degenerate into everybody getting involved, and you don't you don't even have like one judge to play on the ice trying to trying to calm everyone down. So the police would just have to be there, you know, to come in. They would just, all right, guys, break it up, go go this way, go that way, you know, and that that kind of thing, like. You know, it seems like earlier on, you know, when um, the league was first kind of getting going the first couple of years, it seemed like there was more incidents of that where the cops actually had to come out on the ice and kind of calm things down and separate the players, you know, because it seemed like every time there was a fight, everyone seemed to get involved in it, you know. So they, they sometimes if cooler heads didn't prevail, they, they'd get involved. I haven't seen any anything like with violence towards the police or anything like that, but definitely them coming out and having to break up a brouhaha on the ice and everything like that. The thing I always found amusing, I think I was talking about this a couple episodes ago. Oh, it was about the All-Star game. I think it was the second All-Star game of all time. Gordie Howe fought. Um, Who did he fight now? Oh, the name's escaping me. Anyway, they fought, but I mean, they 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 knew he they that they were so mad at each other that they just let him serve the penalties on their own bench. Because back then, they used to send him <laughs> to the same penalty box, and like a cop would sit in between them. I'm like... Whoever thought that was a good idea? Like, yeah, that's a sort of um, practicing the art of restraint, isn't it? You like, yeah. literally sit next to a guy you just scrapped with, and you, you know, and probably still saying a few words to them, and you know, and I, I find that a little odd too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just kind of oh yeah, but um, so you were saying? I'm sorry, you said what year you were up to? 1930, 31. Yeah, 1930-31, and just gonna slowly but surely, you know, because. I'm basically going through every major, you know, just cataloging it. I got my own little Excel spreadsheet, you know, all breaking it down, you know, so that I, you know, I figured if I'm going to do this, I might as well keep track of it all and, you know, and and not get, at least be able to kind of shed some light on this and we can have something that we can see, you know, and not just have to talk about like, oh, yeah, you know, I wonder how how, how bad a guy was Joe Hall, you know, how how you know, vicious was Bree Clighthorn, you know, and, oh, look, here's, here's a breakdown of all his, you know, acts of violence or you know fights or what have you you know so at least we have something that, like tangible that we can you know fall back on and you know it, it you know i love kind of doing these little projects anyway so it kind of keeps my interest you know and everything like that so that's one good thing we'll be able to kind of you know have some a, a clearer picture of this era of hockey yeah no it's wild man i mean yeah to go back that far i mean you know i I start thinking, you know, we're, we're, we start going back to, you know, Barry Beck, and I'm like, holy shit, we're going way back. But <laughs> you took it to the extreme. Um, uh, is there, um, well, you, I mean, I know you mentioned that you're one of the projects that you had, the Legends in Black and White. Um, did it start with, like, did you start that project, like, with going back to the initial beginning of the NHL or did, had, did you, did you start in another place? I can't remember. Like, did you do an article about a certain guy already? Not, um, I mean, I've like posted some pictures of some of these, you know, old school guys. I've not really done any like, um, real write-ups. You know, the, the one interesting thing too is, you know, without my YouTube channel anymore to kind of use for video, you know, I kind of find myself, 
going back to an era where there really is no video. So I'm not going to have any trouble there. You know, so it's kind of, you know, kind of funny in that regard, you know, but, you know, we'll just, you know, I don't mind. I love chronicling this kind of stuff, you know, and that's, that's why, you know, this will be huge information, you know, for the database. So that's, that's one good, good part of it. I know, um, uh, it was the other night I was on Getty Images and, um, I, I noticed they've, maybe they always have, but for some reason I just noticed this now that they had video. And so, of course, right away, I'm going to type in hockey fight, right, into the video thing. Yeah. Yeah, and there was some stuff from, like, 1930 in there and uh, 30s. And uh, it it was mostly just gameplay and stuff like that. But there was the odd scrum and stuff like that. It was really late at night, so I I didn't give it my full attention. But I know there was video that I was watching on there. You know, it would be about a minute and a half, two-minute clip. But um, I know, obviously, you being a video guy, what's the... um, What's the oldest fight video that you've seen? I think it would be, I'm not sure if it's the oldest, but I know, I think it's still on YouTube, actually. It was the Bun Cook incident. Um, There was, uh, oh my God, it was Bill Cook, Bun Cook and the Rangers against the Montreal Canadiens. A player had uh, basically baseball bat swung. Uh, I think it was Bun Cook in the face, and there's actual footage of it. And uh, the, you know everything breaks out on the ice. And I believe the referee for the game was Odie Cleghorn, um, Sprague's brother. Um, but there's actual footage of that, and I, I can't really think of anything that that I've seen that would be like earlier than that that would involve actual, like you know, uh, fisticuffs or rough play. You know, I can't really think. That was from I think 1932. So I, I would I would think that that would probably be one of the or at least one of the oldest ones that I've ever seen with my own eyes. Uh, I, I could be wrong, but that's that's the one that leaps out at me. Yeah, that's interesting, man. We, yeah, like it was like to think back that there's video from like 1932 and stuff. That's pretty wild. Um, yeah, that. Uh, but yeah, the, I've seen game footage, like little snippets of game footage. You know, like you'll see like two or three minute newsreel footage of, all, you know, like in Detroit, before they were the Red Wings, they were like the Detroit Cougars. You know, yes. like, so you'll see them playing somebody. It's just, it's like, you know, a couple of shifts on the ice or something like that, you know, but I'm, you know, not really like, like scrap so much, but I mean, it's interesting to see that stuff anyways, but yeah, I mean, not, I can't really recall too much uh, fight footage, you know, so to speak, you know, I wonder if there is out there. I always ask people whenever I train, I'm like, hey, you're anything pre-1960? You know, like, no, sorry, no. Yeah, no, it's just, uh, but it was funny because I knew, because we had talked about you coming on the show and whatever. And, and like I said, when I, when I saw that video on Getty Images, I'm like, oh, shit, this is right up Steve's alley with what he's going through. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately, Getty Images didn't have any Sprague Cleghorn tilts. But uh, yeah, <laughs> but it was but it was interesting to see something that far back. Anyway, from like like I said, I think it was nineteen thirty two or thirty one or something. But yeah, and it was just like oh, scrum, scrum, and then a couple goals or whatever. But yeah, it's yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I, I'm 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 really looking forward to uh, to to uh, checking out your your findings. Anyway, um, just because that's just uh, oh, definitely. Yeah, well, it just sounds—it's just so fascinating, and like you said, it's—you uh, know—if you're—if you're going to be a, a, a fight historian, right? I mean, you're—it'll go right back to the beginning, you know. So, 
Um, you know, I was like, oh, I'm a, I'm a fight historian. Yeah, but you start in 1982. I don't know if that really makes you a historian or not. <laughs> so I don't think I'll call myself that after I talk to Steve and he's talking about the NHA from 1907. You know, but... Uh, <laughs> but, uh, well, so, yeah, you were saying Ron... Was it 1960 he starts with his? Yeah, so he um, contributed a great deal of, um, like, fight log info information. Um, for, I believe the 1960-61 season going forward, uh, I'm not, I don't think it was the present day, but, you know, pretty much, you know, modern time. So really kind of gives us a leg up, you know, building the database itself. And, like, you know, I'm kind of – part of what I'm doing, I guess, is it wasn't like I pre-planned it, but, you know, I'm just starting from the beginning and maybe I can go up and sort of meet where he left off in 60-61 and, I, you know, that, that way we'll have sort of like a full NHL run and have full fight logs and um, have that part of it at least taken care of so that maybe we can focus on, you know, an, another league, you know, AHL or IHL or, you know, whatever it may be, whatever we can get info on and build it, you know. So that's pretty much, you know, sort of like my idea, you know, but Ron did contribute, you know, some uh, great information. You know, I, I remember when we first sort of like putting out the call, you know, we have a few people, Hey, I've, you know, I got uh, printouts of old DYG fight cards. Okay. Yeah. Send those over. We, whatever information we can get, you know, so it was, you know, that was, it was great for, um, you know, it was really great of Ron to kind of contribute that, you know, I mean, it, we, it certainly does help us, you know, sort of get things kick-started you know what i mean because when we talked to brian we were like well we have the, these fight logs is it possible for you to you know sort of incorporate them now so that we can sort of you know have that already in there so when we get started we have something to work with you know and he said it was possible so he, i think he had at the time we did the walkthrough i think he had four seasons uh completed so it was you know it's, it's pretty cool to see it come along but yeah it was really huge of ron to give us that information you know so big thanks to ron uh, you know, for helping us out with that database, that information will be crucial. No, absolutely. Yeah. Ron's good dude. Um, I've actually, uh, I've, I've talked to him. I know he's a busy guy there, but, uh, about having him come on the show. I mean, he's a long time tape trader and, um, you know, I, I knew him from the message board days, but, uh, yeah, he, again, uh, another guy, super passionate about the hobby. Um, I, I couldn't even imagine how many, uh, how many, videotapes and DVDs that guy's got. Holy shit. I couldn't even imagine. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I definitely want to get him on the show, though, because uh, he's a pretty interesting guy. But, uh, no, that's cool that he that he had all that stuff and was uh, was able to help out. But, uh, no, I, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, uh, you know, to getting the, the Fight Chronicles up online and, uh, and, and to get that journey started. That, that's going to be fun. Definitely. Yeah, I can't wait myself. Yeah, well, it, uh, well, and like I said, well, so you're, you're basically, uh, you're up to 1930 now. Um, like in terms of, well, I, I guess you said you're, you're kind of picking and choosing your times and when you can get away and, and stuff like that. Um, uh, like how long would it take you, you figure, to do a season? Uh, well, so the first part is um, you basically, you you enter the information that you're getting uh, from each individual game. So, so let's say you're doing a 30, 31 season, start with game one, 
and you're basically breaking it down game by game and just checking all the majors and then going back and finding them in the newspaper archives and whatever else might have happened. You know, sometimes there's incidents with a player going after a goal judge after the game. Big, huge brawl breaks out. Like uh, we had that incident with, uh, I believe it was Bill Boucher and uh, Aurel Joliet. They literally went after the goal judge after the game and uh, created a huge, um, you know, huge brawl that that erupted from it. And it doesn't show up in the penalty minutes because it was after the game. But, you know, you stumble upon this. You're like, oh, wow, this is great information. You know, I'm going to include this, you know. So so that's what you're doing. You just kind of, you tr- you track all the information first, and then you go back and you find it in the newspaper archives. It'd take a day or two, you know, to really kind of flush it all out, you know, especially with the seasons being, you know, not 82 games. You know what I mean? So you, the first few years, it's only 14 you know, 16-game seasons, and you're talking about a four, three or 14 league, you know, so it's not too crazy, you know, but now that you're talking about a 10-team league, you know, once you start getting into late 20s and early 30s, it becomes a little bit of a challenge, you know, it takes a little bit longer, so, you know, it might take you a couple of days to run through a season. Are you finding pretty much that, like, the box score is pretty uh, correct, though? Like, in terms of, like, what, what the newspaper is saying to what the box score is saying, like, is there any sort of have you found any discrepancies? There's, yeah, there's, there's been a few, like, you know, you'll, you know, like you'll, you'll see something like, you know, where it'll, the, the summary, you know, on NHL.com is, is saying this guy did something, you know, and then you, you get in there like, Oh no, this is, that didn't have, I'm not finding any information on that, but I'm finding information on this guy doing something, you know? So it's kind of like where you do occasionally run into something like that. For the most part, it, it you know, a lot of it seems to line up pretty well. Um, the early um, NHL summaries, um, they, they, at least at one, you know, when you're going to NHL.com, they're not really broken down by period or by time, and it just tells you minor or major. It doesn't really tell you what happened or what, you know what what the you know infraction was for, you know. So then you know does you know you got to kind of search that out as well, you know that you know that kind of thing, you know. But a lot of it does seem seem to add up, you know, if you see, you know, Eddie Shore getting like a 17 minute, you know, penalty minutes and penalties in a game and you check out the archives, you, you, you're pretty sure he did something wrong in that game. So, you know, a lot of it does add up, but then you'll find oddballs that don't. That's interesting. <clears throat> yeah. Well, it's interesting. You said the one guy there, when he hit the assault at the ref and or punched the ref and he got banned for life. It's interesting that, you know, like, well, I guess I was going to say a few years later, but it was probably obviously a couple decades later. But, of course, Rocket Richard, Maurice Richard did that. And I, I, yeah. I, I noticed they didn't kick him out of the league. I mean, you got I guess you got to score more no. goals. You know. Well, they, they they kicked him out of the playoffs in the you know, city of those riots. <laughs> well, that's true, the Richard riots. Yeah, they started burning Montreal yeah, so down. They're probably yeah, they probably Billy Billy, Billy Kutu didn't have uh, Rocket Richard's following, I imagine. So, uh I, I, I guess there was that, you know, but uh, Rocket Rashad was like, you know, to Montreal, you know, he's sort of like a god over there, even you oh, know, yeah. in his prime, you know, so it's him him not being able to play in the playoffs, huh, how dare you? Yeah. Yeah, well, like you said, yeah, he uh, he didn't have Maurice's, uh, uh, his pull, that's for sure. Um, yeah. Actually, it'll be interesting, well, you're 1930, I was going to say, when did the whole, I don't, the Ace Bailey, Eddie Shore thing all happen? That That was in the 30s. Yeah, I believe that, I believe I'm a few years away from that. Uh, that's actually coming up. And Ace was um, not a shrinking violet. 
uh, you know, not a not a league bad man, but not you know one of those you know um, quiet gentlemanly types. You know what I mean? Like he was, you know, he was not afraid to get his hands dirty on occasion too. So it's you know it's interesting to see you know how that plays out because I really a lot of like like we mentioned earlier, a lot of these guys are just names to me. You know, before I started doing this, which you know I only heard of you know Ace Bailey from the Eddie Sherman incident. I never really knew him as a player prior to that. So. You know, it's really interesting kind of getting a lot of background on these guys. And, you know, even like I mentioned, a guy like King Clancy, you know, is, you know, great defenseman in, in Ottawa. You know, it's just, it's like you you hear these names, but now you're actually able to put a face with it and then a story with it, too. So, it's you know, it makes it interesting, definitely. No, man, that's cool. Like I said, it's, it's too many times. Uh, I've had a guy on on the show talking about 1917 uh, uh, fights. So, uh no, it's it's been cool to kind of you know learn the early history and get some names of some early pugilists. But uh, yeah, as you go on, I think you'll know, always have you on all the time. But it'll be you know once you kind of get through the thirties, maybe in the forty, you know, into the forties, uh, get you back on, and we could talk about the whole. I mean, it'd be interesting to see like the fallout from the Eddie Shore thing and Ace Bailey, and then just how it's perceived in the media at that time and and that type of thing and then you know and just go further on with the different guys and you know then when you start getting into the 40s of course now you're getting into um you know Gordy Howe coming along and that type of thing so yeah I think that'll be really cool yeah that that part that part will be definitely very interesting too because as you alluded to earlier about uh Gordy Howe and some of the the myths that has been built up around him and I shouldn't say myth but some of you know of the the legend of him uh, as a fighter and pugilist, you know, it'd be interesting to see how that matches up. So, you know, I'm kind of looking forward to that part. Well, yeah, it'll be interesting at that point too, because I'm sure there'll obviously be more. I mean, you'll have the coverage of the from the Detroit paper, and then you'll have the coverage from you know whatever the whoever the opposition was that paper. It'll, I, I, yeah. I I'm curious to see how the write ups match up. Um, yeah, in, in terms of what the outcome was. Um, it, you know, especially in a fight, right? Does the home team guy win all the time, or are we going to be fairly neutral <laughs> in this? Or, yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, Definitely, and it'll be interesting to see just as it goes on if they if the writers sort of editorialize a little bit and they sort of get a you know a, a feeling of who the who sort of the you know the characters of the league were and who has a kind of a stigma about them and you know, and who's perceived oh. this certain way, right? Yeah, oh, definitely, yeah. It's like, you know, it's like sort of like a learning process, you know, you're just going through it, and you're sort of like finding out about all this, you know. For, for me, it's, a lot of it's like just learning it for the first time, and, this, you know, that's the, the fun part of it. Well, yeah, and like you said, it, it's like, and I can remember way back when on the on, on the NHL Network or whatever, they you know, they played the Legends of Hockey. And it, and it went way back too to like Eddie Shore to King Clancy or Art Ross or whatever. And they talked about all that. And they'd have limited footage, but then they'd have different interviews because this is going back. I think it'd be the '90s when the series was done. So you, a lot of the old guys were still sort of around, right? Or they'd use archive footage, but of interviews with guys. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, that's how that was my introduction to like Sprague Cleghorn and Cyclone Taylor and Howie Moran's and all these guys. So. And Nell Stewart, Blackjack Stewart, and like you hear all these names. So, um, you know, then so to hear you talking about them in, in your research is, uh, 
yeah, it's 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 pretty cool to hear. Yeah, it's all, all a, you know, a, like a mission, right? Like we're on a mission, hockey fight mission, you know, to learn all the great fighters, all the great errors and tough guys from, you know, all, all you know, walks of professional hockey, you know. So it's, to me, that's just, it's all, that's the same journey, you know what I mean? You're, you're on that crusade to find out who all the great tough guys are. And, you know, this is an era that we've kind of like sort of ignored a little bit, you know, and now we have the ability to kind of look back on it, you know, so I, I think that that's, you know, really interesting part of it. So that's what kind of keeps me going. So, you know, but I, I'm, I'm really can't wait to take the info and add it to, you know, the new database. That'll be the best part. No, absolutely. And, and well, and it's one of those things, right? Like you said, it's the journey and it's like, you know, and it's the, the, you know, you, you can go from fucking Bugard to whoever, to Probert, to all the way back to, you know, to how uh, Gordy Howe to Red Horner to you know on and on back to Sprague Claycorn and Joe Hall, right? I mean, they all came yeah. From, oh, yeah. from that, right? So there's that yeah. timeline and that arc to to where we get to now, and to you know, and it's always sort of been a yeah, like you said, and and you know, it everyone's sort of knowledge like even us fight whatever nerds that get into it, our fight knowledge always begins and ends with video. Yeah. Like no one ever went back to what you're doing. Yeah. In fact, I always, I always used to like, I used to tell people, cause some people would throw in like, like when they did their all time list, they throw in Gordy Howe in number five or something like that, you know? And even though they probably never really saw him, like, you know, for me, I used to always tell people like, all right, this is just for stuff I've seen on video. Yeah, like I, I'm not, I'm not gonna give a guy, I'm not, I'm not putting Curtin back in there because I've never seen any video of him, so he's not in there. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not putting John Ferguson in there because there's only like three fights on video, so he's not in there. You know, like that was, like you said, we were kind of, you know, our all-time list is a very, very, you know, small like all-time era that we're judging it off. Like it's like we're judging off like a 30-year period, and we're calling that our all-time list. You know what I mean? Even though all-time should probably include all eras, you know, but you know, so. But like you know, like we were we were talking about, a lot of this stuff was unknown. Like a lot of unknown information. I used to go back and look these guys up on Drop Your Gloves and try to get some idea of how tough they were. You know, you know, just by going off that information. You know, so it's you know it's it's real real interesting topic, and you know we should shed some light on this. You know, with, you know what's that old saying? You know, the stand on the shoulders of greats. You know, like each generation sort of learned from the, you know, the, the, the era before them and the greats from that era. And then, you, like you said, it leads all the way back up to the current day, the Browns and Proverts and all that stuff. So, you know, it's very interesting. It's an area that we should explore a little bit. No, absolutely. And, like, even going back to the old message board days where, I mean, that's how, that's how I got my fight education was first logging into fried chicken. And, you know, back then, like, we, we joked about this before. Oh, we had a couple of VHS tapes and read the Bad Boys books. We knew everything, you know. Yeah. Because yeah. amongst our <laughs> friends, we were the fight guy, you know. So you know, you think you know everything, and all of a sudden, you log into Fried Chicken, you quickly realize you don't really know much of anything. So it's like, okay, well, I better start doing some reading here. So you start, you would read yep. those posts and those history lessons from those guys, <clears throat> but no one was talking about Joe Hall, you know, but. Because no one had yeah. gone to the library to look him up. There was no newspapers.com back then. So it's like... No. So if someone was going to do something about you know, whatever, the Shore Bailey incident, well, it was either they read it in a book 
or they went to the fucking Boston Library, I guess, and read about it. Yeah, <clears throat> and then yep. just, and then brought their findings to FC, and you know they got the microfilm out. No, this is what I, you know, and then they and sometimes sometimes guys would do that, and they would throw out a name, and oh, I oh I read this in Life Magazine about so and so, and oh okay, so but there no, I don't remember anybody going super in depth like what you're doing. Like I don't remember anybody doing that. So outside of a name or two. No. So yeah, this is like, once again, you're 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 being the pioneer here by like going all the way back <laughs> and like well and just covering everyone. Not just oh, I heard I heard about Sprague Cleghorn, so I went and looked him up at the library. Okay, well so you got a couple stories about him. But you're kind of you're covering the whole league. So we're getting everybody here. So this will be really interesting. Oh yeah, I, yeah, definitely. I can't wait to keep you know fleshing it out, building up. You know, post little snippets here and there that I find like on Facebook or Twitter. You know, just you know because I can't help myself sometimes. But you know, it's always it'll be uh, real interesting. You know, like you guys will be kind of like learning as as I learn is you know with all this stuff. So that's the 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 good part of it, the fun part. No, absolutely, and I hope everybody that's out there like listening to this. I mean. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I hope people will, uh, you know, go back and, and, you know, and, and, and take in some of the history that you, that you'll post up and read stuff. And, and, uh, I, knowing, knowing you, I know you'll have, uh, you'll, you'll be having a few articles written, I'm sure about your findings and stuff. So I, I encourage everybody Absolutely. to, yeah. So I encourage people to definitely check out Steve's, uh, writings and even the ones that are up there right now on his website. Again, that's when Probert was com. Steve has some excellent articles from <clears throat> all the different eras, and uh, I, I encourage people listening right now to definitely go check that out. How is the um, last time I talked to you? You were having some we- website issues. Have they have those been figured out? Yeah, they, well, right now, see, you know, my a lot of the my Reddit, you know, they included so much video. So you know, with YouTube shutting the channel down, it's kind of really you know, kind of sucked in that regard. You know, I can't really do, I love just adding like my own footage to it. So that kind of threw me for a little bit of, you know, of a loop there for a while because you don't realize what you have until you lose it, you know, yeah. not having YouTube and not being able to just embed video real quick. And, you know, somebody's talking about a certain topic. Oh, I got that fight, you know, and I could post it, but I can't do that now. So, you know, it's uh that was sort of a killer about losing that. But um, as far as, you know, uh, the site, you know, I'm just gonna post what I can for now. I can, I can do limited video, so that's that's kind of cool. So there will be some video, um, you know, in the future for whatever project. But um, no YouTube, unfortunately. So, yeah, oh, um, I can't, I it's, can't it's, believe it's they, like, they shut your site. That's fucking. Ugh. Yeah, I really wish I. It's funny because I get frustrated sometimes thinking about it because I'm like, can you just tell me what I did? Can, you know, instead of giving me the same. You violated the terms of service. You know what I mean? Like, I need, you know, is, is there a human I can talk to? Well, yeah, <laughs> you know that's, I mean? but, that's the frustrating part. Because like you said, like, I've had videos taken down, and they say the same thing. Oh, you violated the terms of service. Well, you know what? I mean, my site's, still, my site's still up, and yours isn't. So I, what happened, right? Like, Yeah, and I, and I wish it, if that was the case... If there was like a video that did take the video down, if there was some video that you didn't yeah. like, but the funny thing is, is I had I hadn't posted anything 
for like a month or two leading up to that. So I, I found it so odd. I'm like, what did I suddenly do wrong? You know, but it, it, we can't cry over spilled milk, you know, and we just got to kind of move along. It's funny though, that I, I want to blend in, you know, falling into a project where I don't really need any kind of <laughs> video. Oh, required, so that'll be cool. I can, you know, so that that's one like, you know, good thing, you know, it's kind of a massive project anyway. So it's, you know, at least I don't have to, you know, worry about, you know, clipping up video for it. You know, right now I'm clipping up old newspaper articles. So I guess I'm trading off a little bit, but, yeah. but, uh, but the site is was still going. If people want to go check out, you can still read um, the articles and everything like that. A lot of the video is not going to play, um, unfortunately, you know, so, but with, you know, once I get, you know, this project all situated, that'll be up there. So we'll, you know, it's still going to keep going. Excellent. No, I, I'm I'm really looking forward to to reading your your findings here and and uh, reading up on uh, and, and learning all about these the new bad the the new bad men of the NHL from 1922. That'll be that'll be something. But uh, <laughs> well, man, I really want to thank you for coming on. I know I've taken up a lot of your time tonight and uh, kind of had a bit of a scheduling runaround last week, and I kind of screwed you over. So I'm. I'm glad you didn't just. I'm glad you still returned my calls. So. Uh, oh no! Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. It's always a lot, a lot of fun, and you know, it's just no worries. I know you know you're busy. You got more people, more important people on the show than myself. You know, but I, I really appreciate you having me on, having like regular fans on like myself. You know, um, you really are the fourth line voice, brother, and I appreciate it. Well, thank you. No, and absolutely. Well, yeah, like you said, you're the. Shit, man, with the fans, right? It's that's the the, the lifeblood of the hobby, right? Without uh, and you know, and, and I, without passionate people like yourself and Ron that we talked about, and and guys like that, it's um, you know, like I said, a lot of us talk a big game, but you guys are actually putting it into into action. So uh, I think uh, when it all washes out here, and I hope people appreciate the well, and I know people sadly they don't will never understand. The amount of time and effort that you have put into this, you know, so some idiot like me could just go click and get somebody's fight card because I'm interviewing them. Oh, it's all easy for me. I can just <laughs> type in his name and click and here we go. But the amount of effort that went into getting that to be allowing someone to be able to do that uh, is mind boggling. And I hope people listening will realize that and appreciate the work that yourself or that you're doing because... It, well, it wouldn't be happening without you. So, you know, thank you. No, no, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, kind words, man. Thank you very much. No, absolutely. And, uh, no, looking forward to, like I said, the, I love reading about the progress of the site and I'm getting fired up to see it and, and getting online and, you know, the, you know, being able to hopefully contribute and, uh, you know, when we can get it going and build it back up bigger and better than ever. And, uh, no, I'm looking forward to that, and as well as these uh, your historical pieces. So uh, I'm looking forward to it, man. But uh, definitely, me- yeah, yeah. Well, for sure. Well, we'll definitely have you on again to do this. And uh, like I said, we'll talk about the next uh, after you're done a couple more decades. We'll uh, we'll we'll get you back on <laughs> to talk about those. I'm going to get you on for a roundtable before that, though. I got an- I got another tournament coming up that we got to vote on, and I know Steve sounds good. Well, I know Steve likes to f- fire the folks up with some of the comments. You know, you get things rolling on Twitter, get the get the people fi- get the people fired up about things. So we'll definitely have you on to break down those. But uh, 
Excellent, man. I want to thank you again for coming on, and uh, it was it was good time. Thank you very much. Oh, thanks for having me, Dan. I appreciate it, brother. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was 